clubhouse. It involves wet mops on your head now. <laughs> it's a dirty wet mop, y'all. We've got dirty wet mops. We've got Michael Mouse with his shirt off. And we've got Rusty King. What more could you want? Uh, and a rough spun rope. <laughs> God. I thought that was from the pre-show, and that just worked its way it in. in. It was it from did. the pre-show, but that's brought, how this we works. We brought it right in here. <laughs> I'm freestyling in my rough spun robe. This is Caroline. And this is Mike. Welcome to another edition of Interview with a Podcast. Tonight, we're talking with the great American Scream and those two horror boys, Devin and Adam. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks so much for having us on. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, me too. I am a scaredy cat and don't like a lot of horror things. Yes, solidarity. I don't want to speak on behalf of Caroline, but she is also a scaredy cat. I am going to speak on (laughs) on behalf of her. I am queen scaredy cat up in here. <laughs> yeah, so please don't scare us. But with that in mind, Devin, take us through the beginning of this podcast. How how did you and Adam meet? What was the love for getting together to start this podcast? Take us all through the beginning, the origin story. We met online in high school, and this is our <laughs> stupid story that we tell because we... Is this like followed... AOL chat room, like online? No, no it's, it's worse. It's way worse. It's way worse. We basically, so we both ended up going to NYU the same year, same department, same studio at Tish Drama. And at our kind of orientation day, we like looked at each other and we were like, wait, I think I know you. And we both like went home and messaged each other on Tumblr and were like, are you going to NYU? And so that's kind of how we met. And we ended up in the same studio for our first two years. We ended up working at the New York Renaissance Fair together. I had started a podcast with uh, another friend of mine. So a joke about me was that I made podcasts. And so Adam came to me one day and said, hey, I want to make a podcast about spooky stuff. And I said, I hate spooky stuff. This is a great idea for a podcast. Let's do it. And so we just started the podcast. Am I all right, Adam? That is masochism of an artist at like its finest. Thank you. Basically, it's like, basically, I've been working in the like, both the theme park and like live entertainment haunted attractions industry for a while. And really, for like selfish reasons, I just really like, Nobody would listen to me when I would like talk about like haunted attractions and stuff. And I was like, if I make it a podcast, then whoever's there with me has to listen to me. Oh, you know who will listen to me if I talk about this? Devin. You know who will stand having a podcast with me? Devin. Yeah. Um, I was basically that like, I thought that the format would end up working because, you know, it's kind of the expert and the newbie format. And that's kind of how our show evolved into this. Like, it started off as like a haunted attractions podcast. And then we realized that the the pot that we had uh, like... Grab is way too small for what we were trying to do. So it ended up becoming like a a horror 101 kind of podcast, like an entry level for like, here's different stuff about like horror subcultures, film subgenres and stuff like that, Uh, which ended up uh, really working for the two of us because I uh, got to talk about it and be really excited about it. And Devin got to learn about it. Yeah. I have to ask uh, the Great American Scream, which is the name of your guys' podcast. Yeah. Is that a tri-state area shout out to Six Flags' Great American Scream Machine? Because that's what I think of every time I hear the name of your Yeah, podcast. it wasn't like 
initially, but I think it there was something like deep. From it the was start. something. It's something deep in my subconscious that like came up, up with that that name because of the roller coaster. Even though I didn't think of it when I named it. <laughs> oh my god! It's the he has funny a thing. whole thing about that old man. He has a whole thing about that. I mean, he's horror. Man. He's horror personified. Honestly, <laughs> I, I mean, we haven't done our episode on him yet. He talks about him regularly. <laughs> It, it, I mean, it's like if the Monopoly because... man lost all of his hair, fell on hard times, and then got a job pitching for Six Flags. Yeah, and was yeah. constantly on your television in the tri-state area. Yeah. His face up. doesn't quite like work the way it's supposed to. Like It moves, but not in a correct way. And that's funny, actually, because Devin like, hates is very afraid of spooky stuff and i'm terrified of roller coasters so they're us this is so wacky <laughs> i'm over here playing like the ring toss or like the knockdown he's puppets. completely scared of roller coasters and uh, i yes. last night i have to tell you guys like my feet accidentally got out from under the blanket and went a little bit over the the side of the bed that was it i was up for like four hours i was like i don't know what could have touched me i don't know what made eye contact with my feet so i'm fucking frightened (laughs) for probably the next week it's true i'm not scared They're like, I don't know what to do with that. We're doing a, uh, a we're doing a fifty-two weeks of Christmas podcast, and we did Nightmare before Christmas a couple weeks ago. Mm, yeah. And there's one of the characters is like the thing that lives under your bed. And oh, I was watching it, and I was like, Caroline is. Me. I mean, ca- Caroline is not going to find that entertaining at all. Like, like, you guys, I like stand up in the middle of my bed and I jump as far as I can if I have to like go to the bathroom in the night or something because I got to get like clearance. I'm just assuming their arm like stretch is not that good <laughs> very real very visceral yeah, yeah. Really I, I like the idea that if there is some kind of a creature under your bed its wingspan mm-hmm. is negligible it's like, like t-rex that, that's yeah, the key okay. though my foot has to be like right alongside the whole deal is it just wants to slash my achilles tendon so then oh I can't that's run. how they get you you can't that's get away i see how did how they, they find me. out that your mom dipped you in the river sticks <laughs> That's not what happened. I actually accidentally was buried in the pet cemetery and I've come back. Oh, with just the oh. heels sticking out. Yeah, that'll make a deal that, out of it. I try not to talk about that. it too much. Again, visceral, very, very, very real. It's, it, you know, her kids wonder why the sheets are covered in dirt every morning. I know. I said, get out of mom's room. Yeah. Dirty business. It's not your business. <laughs> So you guys have a wide variety of topics. They're all kind of horror or spook with the things that scare us like week to week. They're on a variety of topics. Sometimes they're roller coasters. Sometimes they're haunted mansions. Sometimes they're video games. Sometimes they're movies, whatever. How do you guys pick week to week? And you've been doing this podcast now for how long? When did it start in 2018? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I think we, we started it like as a little bit of a pet project in college and then it had to like in, I guess, 2018, 2019. And then it kind of fell off because it had to take a nap because we had to were take busy. a little nap <laughs> so we could finish college. And then actually once kind of quarantine started, we were both kind of like, we got all this time on our hands. Might as well uh, wake that from the, the dead. Yeah, I'm in desperate need of a routine. So why don't we start doing this? <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of these topics that like really excited me because as a kid, I was one of those kids that was really into like Courage the Cowardly Dog and like all I had all these books that were like Encyclopedia of the Weird and stuff. So all of these like topics have just been like teeming in the back of my brain for a really long time and just I, I'll, I'll suddenly kind of remember them and remember that like what was really interesting me to me as a kid actually probably has some like cool pop culture or science stuff 
uh, surrounding it as an adult. Um, so it's been fun to kind of like go back and explore those uh, topics. And we, because we're a little bit niche, we do like get the pleasure of getting kind of like very specific with what we want to talk about. I think we joked in our last episode that eventually on episode like 412, we're going to be talking about like one scene and like one version of one remake in the ring for like 45 minutes because eventually we're just going to run, <laughs> run out of stuff to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we make that as a joke, but genuinely every single time we record a show, Adam will be like, Oh, also, I was thinking we could do an episode on this, 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 and this. And I'll be like, oh, okay, so great. We're good for the next three weeks. And then on the next recording session, he'll mention three more ideas. So I don't know what goes on in your brain, but you kind of always have things percolating. Oh, yeah, but that's why we have a just a mess of a spreadsheet that has just tons of different stupid ideas. I think I have a Jamie Lee Curtis special on the spreadsheet that I want to happen at some point. I love that. Yeah. I like I'm waiting for the day where you guys start learning German so you can like dip into like ah, German yeah. expressionism. Mm, like art house. Yeah. yeah. Even more fun. We don't learn German and we still dive in head first. Anyway. Oh, did you guys turn the subtitles on? Nope. We're just figuring no, it no, out. Of course we're just, not. just gonna take Art's it as it is. The human language of body expression. That's it. Oh yeah. Nosferatu up this bitch. Let's go. Yeah, like I get it. He's a vampire. Joe to me. <laughs> what would you guys say is like your favorite source currently? Like books, movies, video games, stuff. Like where mm. do you feel like is like the hotbed for for fodder for y'all? Mm. I always enjoy talking about theme parks and, and haunted attractions. There's a lot of horror film podcasts out there and a lot of like great analysis that other people have explored but there's not as much love for like the the haunted houses of the world so i always really like talking about that and the problem with it is is like there's like the wikipedia page or whatever is like four sentences and you kind of have to go from there not only like haunted houses but also just theme park attractions that maybe like weren't intended to be creepy but are now horrifying as adult a la like it's a small world <laughs> why we find yeah. it so scary you, since a lot of these ideas are kind of rooted in adam's childhood of of weirdness encyclopedias we kind of have this freedom of adam talks about where he does his research but i just fall in love with these random things that he'll come up with whether they are like collating ritual games from random subreddits or a haunted house that's in kansas for two weeks out of the year that's really interesting and all of those ideas just as much as our show is varied in terms of topic it it all shares that kind of discovering like joy out of haunting like finding out that there are a group of people out in Oregon who love to do this one haunted house thing. Or there's a ride at Disney World that, you know, you've ridden a few times, but it actually has a huge history and people have thought really hard about what goes into it. Or when I take over the podcast, we get to talk about video games and and all the wild. I deeply love your your tour through uh, FNAF. And, uh, oh my god! And the Pat shoutouts as well. So <laughs> that's, that's how it's. That's how we see that these are all just like our childhood obsessions. Because it is so weird to say that that's a childhood obsession, but really it is. Like that game first came out in I guess 2014 or 2013, and it, it consumed my brain. I never played it. I didn't. I never played it. I just was consumed by by Matt Pat himself. And, and the Game Theory Ghost. <laughs> My son is 12 and was terrified of Five Nights at Freddy's. As he should be. 
his friends were all playing it when he was younger and yeah. he was terrified of it but also couldn't look away from it exactly yeah never played it anything but we actually just actually at christmas time he got uh, help wanted vr oh my god <sighs> that thing looks so scary it's <laughs> fantastic uh even without the vr set on like i'm sitting next to him while he has the headset on like i'm jumping and and shitting myself uh, and and we have a rule insane. we can only we can only play it during daylight hours and that's as for much me as for him yeah, yeah that's and just for a kind of reasonable. spiritual health yeah <laughs> Of the home, yeah. Then we have uh, to then we have to watch birds chirping and singing and butterflies. Yeah, yeah. And you have to sage the whole place before you go to bed. Fuck yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. have a black I cat made it too, through... so I mean, we should, we have to we have to. Oh, un- good. Okay, yeah, we have to like sage her also. She's. <laughs> I made it through one night. I'm pretty sure the first night of that VR game. I don't think you can lose it. I think most of the first nights you actually can't lose, and yeah. yet I still was actually shitting my whole pants and body yeah the whole time <laughs> your whole pants and your whole body yeah it was it was all we the were way in, like, like coveralls all the way or something down. like it stacked up and then got all the way up to your neck listen it was like it was a <laughs> i don't want to get blue Devin? on this podcast we don't curse on our show uh, oh y'all don't oh, no it's uh, not true that's not true <laughs> uh I try not to curse. I got at one F word last episode without even realizing it. And I was kind of like, Ugh. but I it was kind of a Rube Goldberg machine of shit is what I'm saying. Sure. sure. And I, I feel like it was it was like not only physical, but like spiritual, emotional, like, shit, oh, right. Shit. There was oh, to be clear, yourself. there was no physical poop. Yourself. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, there was no physical. That's disgusting. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. Way to take it to a disgusting place. Now we're going to talk yeah. about farts. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, one of the things, and you just mentioned when you were, you were talking, Devin, you mentioned about uh, the history, I think, of the Haunted Mansion. And one of the things I like about your show in particular is you guys do give a good context and you really do ground stuff and you go into the history of these topics. How much research are you both doing? Is it is it Adam doing the research and Devin just showing up? Yes. Is it both of you both <laughs> doing some lifting? Uh, or is it really topic by topic, like Five Nights at Freddy's, like Devin, you were, you were doing a lot of the heavy lifting on that. So is it more topic driven who does the work and how much work do you guys really put in? Or is it just, this is kind of what I know off the top of my head and Wikipedia fills in the rest. So Devin definitely takes the reins on the video games episodes just because I'm kind of a, I'm a noob as if you were a kid in wow. 2007, yeah. you would say. But we tend to divvy it up because uh, Devin has all the editing and like producing skills and I have the research skills. So I tend to research and write topics for episodes and then Devin will edit and produce the stuff. So I end up doing a lot of, of research for individual topics, especially when we're getting into stuff like cultural history. Um, which I really like talking about on the show. We did an episode on the history of vampires and the history of werewolves. We did like went through all the kind of the big monsters. There's a lot of research that goes into it, not only of like researching them in fiction, uh, which is what we tend to focus on a lot, but also researching them as like a cultural item that like we could talk forever about vampires in fiction, but we could also research a ton of cool historical stuff about actual like air quote vampire sightings from like the 1400s so it is really fun to be able to kind of dive in on that but then for other topics like when i'm doing stuff about like theme parks or haunted attractions or even when i do some research on video games i could sit i sit there and watch like youtube playlists uh for hours and it's all very enjoyable because i like like consuming all this spooky stuff so so researching is is fun and i i don't really uh mind that i'm kind of the one writing especially because i i truly like you could put me in front of like audacity for an hour and a half and i might be able to produce like a slight echo effect on something and and not be able to do anything again um so it's great that that devin can edit (laughs) 
Yeah, I think the way I think about the show is uh, up until we hit the record button, it's Adam's show. And then while we're recording, it's our show. And then once the recording stops, it becomes my show. So Adam does all the research, all the outlining and kind of leads, hosts the show, I like to think. And then I will be a goof in the background and then I will edit the show. I also think that there are a lot of I think these might be our shared favorite episodes are these cultural item type episodes, which they probably aren't the best performing or anything, but they are just so compelling and interesting. And I think a real uh, when I'm not being a total goof, I think genuinely Adam and I just enjoy talking to each other and and thinking out loud about art that we consume because, you know, we're mushy NYU theater majors. So <laughs> we're kind of well versed in bullshitting about art for an hour. And so those episodes truly become kind of a collaborative process of us, of Adam basically coming in with a bunch of material, presenting it to me, and then us kind of going back and forth with our our BFAs that are so <laughs> fancy and up on our walls uh, that we paid a lot of money for. Uh, I love Tish art. Kids. Y'all are the I best. <laughs> yeah, we're the worst. I, hate so I, I couldn't even get the fucking Stern. They took me, I got accepted into their like, just general program at ah, NYU. CAS. Uh, so I went we to St. John's. Guys. I said, fuck you, I'm staying in Queens. So yeah, by all accounts, we're like two of choice. the worst people you could listen to for, for 45 minutes because we're both art school graduates. But um, yeah, I, I'm glad that people at the seem to forgive us for that. Yeah. <laughs> What was it like doing the McKamey Manor episode? Uh, I, d- I deep dived into McKamey Manor a couple of years ago just on a whim. Like I found an article and then that led to like six hours of my life being lost into the insanity Z of that Devin, place. C. And yeah, uh, yeah. what was it like kind of deep diving into that? Did you guys sleep at all? Because that, well, place, is, that uh, place is a little much. That episode happened, what, two or th- I guess that was like two years ago? Fifth episode. Three? Yeah, that yeah, was like our fifth was- episode. It was years ago, and Adam can talk to the actual research, but this is the episode that still pops up for me on, like, I'll get a notification on YouTube of somebody leaving a comment telling me how, like, we're garbage for coming after McCabe. Yeah, like, I think it is, it's our it, second best performing episode. Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, people are obsessed with the place, good or bad. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. or bad, people have strong feelings about that place. Yeah. A lot of the haunted attractions people that I know and have worked with are very strong of like, it is not a haunted attraction. My goal going, even though like I was kind of biased and feeling the same way, my goal in going into the episode was to kind of just like present just how absolutely buck wild this place was. And I was simultaneously like super excited to share this information with Devin and with everyone that listened to us and also horrified that Russ McKamey would somehow find us and then be like, yeah. oh, if you're so tough, come and do it. And I'll have to go now and look like a twerp in front of no i'm not gonna sign a contract post. saying that you can legally kill my entire nuclear family <laughs> i was so terrified especially i think while we were recording the episode and Devin, you said something about russ and i was like you can't say that he can't come for us i'm terrified of this man <laughs> oh my god it's bloody mary like you guys are standing in yeah. the mirror and like you know, russ yeah. mckamey turns up in your bathroom I'm uh, i love this idea just get an email from him one day being yeah, like i love this idea that you you wanted it to be unbiased but i'm pretty sure that that episode is where i begin a bit that i think ended around episode 15 
where I would very quietly give like ASMR PSAs telling people not to do stupid stuff. <laughs> and like, I'm pretty sure I called Russ McKinney some names. Like, yeah, that's what I remember. Whatever your plan was to remain fair and balanced, I was not having it. I think our conclusion for that episode was that if you were thinking about trying McKinney Manor, that maybe... <laughs> <laughs> now I'm laughing that maybe you should have some like non-vanilla sex first and then decide uh, if you still want to do it. That's good advice for anyone, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's good advice for life. Like, are you going to lunch? Maybe you should have some non-vanilla sex before you go. Yeah. It's just a good life it rule. It just lightens okay? everybody up. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Remember to stretch before and after, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for blood flow. There are 69, so, <laughs> 69 positions in a one-night stand. Prince taught us years ago uh, what we needed to be doing in our life. And, yeah, uh, if anything, you're honoring Prince by doing it. Honestly. What he, right. This is what he would have wanted. He would be so <laughs> proud. <laughs> especially if your penis is shaped like the symbol he became for so many years. Wow. <laughs> that's an image. I mean, you might also have to see a doctor if that's true, but also... Yeah. Please see a doctor of, if that's true. Kind of awesome. <laughs> kind of awesome. Kind of awesome. And maybe like the Guinness Book of like World Records or something. I don't know if there's a record for that, but they're at least going to like take your picture. I'm sure there's a record for it, but to keep it behind like beaded curtains. Oh, it's like Guinness Book of World Record nights. Yeah, the, <laughs> the secret restricted book of world records. You have to like show identification to get to the back of the no. book. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, you guys. All right. So we're afraid the McCameys are listening, obviously. But who are you hoping is going to listen? What's your demo for this podcast? I think what's great, nice about our show is that we like to kind of appeal to both people that are already pretty deep horror fans and people who are like thinking about uh, starting into the horror genre or want to get into horror but don't know where to start. Uh, I think that's really kind of the biggest spot for us because we're giving this kind of like one-in-one explaining different like kinds of film subgenres and um, different like subcultures within the horror genre. So that way, if people um, like kind of don't know where to go when they're first getting into horror, that we can like provide some recommendations, which is super cool. Um, but then also at the same time, folks who are kind of as uh, into horror already um, can also kind of tune in and learn something new anyway, uh, which is exciting and uh, I hope is what's happening. <laughs> Devin, how much do you guys get influenced by the people that are listening when you hear from listeners? Are, are you taking a lot of feedback from them on ideas? Like, you guys should cover this. Is there a lot of interaction going on between you and your listeners? Yeah, so we have a we have a Patreon up and have had it for a, a few months now and there's kind of a core fan base of the podcast. It feels very weird to say that. But basically any time that they mention something, either if it's on a comment on a Patreon or an email to us, or I'll get a text from a friend of my sister's who listens to the show, they pretty much always end up on Adam's desk. Like that is like the best way to get an episode of our podcast outlined, done, recorded and posted is to like comment about it. Because immediately Adam will be like, did you see this person commented? It's a really cool idea. I outlined it just now in the last five minutes. I know they posted it three (laughs) minutes ago, but I've been working on it for five minutes. Do you want to record this episode now? So we're, I mean, Adam could speak to this, but I'm guessing Adam's always on the lookout for different topics. So anytime they they come in, we're 
we're basically already recording them. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the times that listeners suggest stuff that's already on our radar too, or stuff that's on the radar, but we're not sure about like yeah. the, uh, the episode we did on Slenderman was the first like listener requested episode. And that had always kind of been like a thing we were thinking about. And we were like, it's like, do the kids still like Slenderman? Is Slenderman Is in cool? anymore? <laughs> Is he still cool? And then everyone was like, no, we should do a Slenderman episode. Is it Slenderman or Slenderman? I think it's Slenderman, but we do like calling him Slenderman. <laughs> No, yeah. That's okay. I, I say Schneider when I think Slenderman. it's Snyder. <laughs> so it's okay. Slender, the old Slenderman, the Slenderman. Slenderman. Yeah. Well, I think Slenders. Slenderman is his the is the extended family. And oh, I think I yeah. see. you know, and he's the Slenderman from the Slenderman. I also, it's, this is like a, an instinct because I have younger siblings. And so I always say like popular things slightly wrong in front of them because I can see Just it do like psychic damage to them when I say yeah. it. Because I'll like pass my brother on a c- computer and <laughs> I'll be like, you playing amongst us? And he's like, that's not what it is. Who's <laughs> Those people are called Adam men. That's how we refer to them. Those are people from Adam's family. So, God, you're so weird. Uh, okay, guys. So we all have those times when things are going super good on podcasts or things are super freaking embarrassing or just something insane happens. Tell me some memorable moments from y'all's recordings or even before you even hit go. I have a couple that came to mind. One is just genuinely super cool that we got to interview uh, David Howard Thornton, who is the star of Terrifier, that very scary clown movie, who I did not think, like, I messaged him on Instagram just offhandedly one day. And I was like, hey, do this podcast. You want, we want to interview you. Fully expecting him to ignore me and then messaged me back and was like, sure, when? And I was like, I don't know, man. I didn't think I'd get this far. But we got to have him on the show and, like, talk to him about filming a horror movie and he talked to us about like his work as because i've always been so interested on about how actors like work in horror movies and how it's different from other kind of movies that you do so we actually got to like hear how we built this character and him talk about it and he told us some stuff about like the new terrifier movie that hasn't come out yet Uh. and he was like I haven't told anybody else this yet. And we were like, we're getting like an exclusive Scoop. something. We don't deserve this. Um, but he was super nice and wonderful. And I hope we can have him back on after the next one comes out. And the other one that I'm thinking of is another early episode. Uh, we did, I think our like third or fourth episode was our first of several episodes on like ritual games. So stuff like Bloody Mary and yeah. um, other like creepypasta ritual games that just kind of launched this ongoing bit like putting Devin in these these ritual game scenarios and like having him act out on the show what's going on specifically like regarding several like we we talked about this ritual game called the man in the fields and to this Mm. day it's the name of one of our patreon tiers um because it kind of came became one of the the jokes that we keep going back to because yeah we have a sticker of him yeah, I think Devin, which Devin's now in like a committed relationship with the man in the fields. Yeah, or he's you my could husband. probably <laughs> explain. Yeah, it okay. Him. So <laughs> the man in the fields is a guy. He's a scarecrow that has a skull, a cow skull for a head, and you summon him by opening all the stuff in your house, like all the jars and all the cabinets, uh, and also like, that's maybe your phone and stuff. And it. then. You, in order to get him to go away, you have to like close all the stuff. And also, there's a farmer named Joe there. And if uh, the the man in the fields comes into your house, you have to like sit in a ring of salt or whatever. But I said 
this guy sounds kind of sexy. So now canonically, he's, you know, my lover on the show, which I, I think that is my kind of craziest moments for me. Because at the end of the day, it's a podcast. We're just like sitting in our homes talking to each other. But the ability of whether it's weird people from 1870 or people on the Internet today, Adam's ability to find new stuff to just blow my mind. There's there's a meme on Twitter right now of like, I found a new type of guy. And they'll like post like a screenshot of some guy dying on the weirdest hill ever. And that's how I feel on these weeks when Adam brings in ritual games or uh, random creepy pastas or uh, old timey types of horror that I didn't even know existed where I'm just like I don't understand how these people exist or how they thought of this or it and those are just they're not only the most wild times for me in the recording booth but they are the funniest the most enjoyable moments on the show as well. People, when they are doing podcasts, we, we encounter this all the time. When we talk to people ourselves, we put out a lot of podcasts at Pod Clubhouse. Your first episode is not necessarily the best episode, either because you don't really have a feel yet for the show or for how the dynamic is going to be or because the sound quality is horrible. Definitely that one. When you guys look back on the show, uh, this is for each of you, Adam, you could start first. What is the entry point episode you think is the best one for people to start with when they're sitting down to listen to The Great American Scream? What, what's your recommendation for start here to see if it's your kind of podcast? Yeah, that's very interesting. I, again, for all of those reasons that you just listed, would not recommend our very first episode. It seems that people tend to gravitate towards, to, tend to watch uh, number five anyway. So, like, I think our first four episodes are kind of a us kind of getting into the rhythm of it a little bit. And it is where a lot of, like, the goofs and bits that we keep going back to on the show come from. But I think if you start with, like, number five which is our mckamey manor episode and just keep going like if you want to go back to the first four you can't just know it sounds like hot well so does mckamey manor it sounds like hot garbage yeah we're together in a room at some nyu student center <laughs> yeah it's, and it's awful not, one but, mic but they not are very good. funny yeah. <laughs> they are funny, but we do not sound good. But kind of like because uh, episode six is where we kind of revived the show in 2020. That was an episode on like Hollywood monster making and uh, like Jack Pierce and different makeup artists that made like, the Universal Classic Monsters. So from there on, we kind of like that's when we had the most amount of time to kind of work on the show get into the show it wasn't like a side project it became like a main project so i think you can notice the difference in the first four or five um versus six and on that um we really kind of like get into it into it Devin, if you think the same yeah. thing unless you have I, I think the only and obviously people listen to five which is mckamey manor uh, as well as number two which is our haunted mansion kind of run through if you're going to listen to any of the first five, I think the first Ritual Games episode is is kind of a touchstone. We have three parts of Ritual Games where Adam has brought stupid Ritual Games to me and made me play them. All of those are really, really good. I also think as a primer for the more horror culture stuff, the episode on horror movie gimmicks is, is really, really good. As well as our, and it came up this week with uh, Montero, the backmasking slash satanic panic episode it's it's so good and it's so fun 
I listened to that one getting ready for talking to you guys. That was one of the ones that I picked up on because ah. I liked the topic and I thought it was great. So, yeah, I I, well, I, I endorse that pick. <laughs> great. Yeah, I just I forget that we have so many episodes as well. Like I'm like rolling through them right now. Creepypastas, incredible series. The Ari Aster episode is great. The Beetlejuice. Okay. Once you get through, I don't know, three episodes, you have to listen to our episode about the Beetlejuice musical review that's apparently a touchstone of early 2000s Universal Studios. And just my personal heart. I had to beg Devin to let me do this episode because I just wanted an excuse to A, watch it again and B, talk to somebody about this absolutely unhinged 30-minute theme park show. (laughs) (laughs) I also totally recommend skipping around. Like our show is oh, not yeah. one that you to- you have to listen to in order. I s- skip around and find uh, topics that you're interested in, and see if you like it, and then maybe find a topic that you are no less about or are less into. Do you guys have a dream guest in mind, Devin? I want you to go first, and this could be someone alive or dead. It doesn't matter. Oh. We can bring them back because we have a ritual for that. Wow. Okay. I my number one is genuinely Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that would be <laughs> such a good episode. But dead, you've kind of brought a whole new thing into it. I think I would love to have I, I think Sir Arthur Conan Doyle would be great to have on the show. I also think this is not you have to let me finish. I, I'm going to say something and then, you know, we're going to have to work through it. I would okay. want to have HP Lovecraft on specifically to just have an episode on our RSS feed that's just me beating the shit out of H.P. Lovecraft. As dunking on him relentlessly. No, for, I mean physically. Physically dunking on him. <laughs> committing battery against disgraced piece of garbage H.P. Lovecraft. And you can keep that in. <laughs> we, we, talk, we talked about in the episode where we talk about uh, cosmic horror of like how, yes, he invented the genre of cosmic horror. And yes, we kind of owe to him what it is today. But also he's like a garbage racist in the stink man. And that's what I think we talk about on the show a lot. Because a lot of these horror subgenres are so old that they come from like less than savory places and that we're allowed to kind of like appreciate the genre for what it's become now, especially with stuff like splatter films that came from exploitation films that came from XYZ. But we're also allowed to just absolutely dunk on the like inventors of it or or wherever yeah. it came from for for being uh less than cool yeah but stop dodging the question adam who's your who's your guest oh I, it's it's there's a couple of like big ones like i do i would love to talk to ari aster um just because i'm obsessed oh. with every single one of his movies and i think he's a genius and will would watch like a four-hour paint drawing documentary that he made if prompted oh we always talk about having chris straub on our show who is uh he made that analog horror series local 58 friend of the pod uh (laughs) which is one of our favorite series on the show uh that we talk about and we just think he's a genius and we always joke about having him on but we've never actually like (laughs) tried to ask him (laughs) and finally i would give like a left arm to talk to doug jones who is Uh, the uh monster actor from like the shape of basically if you've seen a scary movie with like a gangly man in it he's played by doug jones he was in shape of water he was in pan's labyrinth as like the pale man um he is awesome and i really just want to 
him to tell me stories about Guillermo del Toro. And currently playing <laughs> Saru on Star Trek Discovery. Oh, he's so good. Cool. Oh. And Caroline, actually, we have a Doug Jones connection that you may, you may not realize. What? Uh, we are covering that Batman that Returns. Threesome? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> you never knew. That, 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 that tall, Jones. skinny guy who was in the room. That was the. What was that rough? <laughs> he had eyes that on rough, his hands. Uh, rough rope thing. Yeah, the rough. <laughs> r- he is the, he is my rough spun rope. That's actually yeah, my rough, nickname rough for him. Rough spun rope. There you go. He is in R-S-R. Batman Returns in one of his very first roles ever. So yeah, and we're covering cool. Batman Returns for fifty two weeks of Christmas. So in like an hour. So in like an hour. Yeah. I'm <laughs> glad that dude. I find it really inspiring that you guys, you know, took a small, you know, underappreciated holiday in Christmas and kind of stretched it out throughout the whole year. I think that's really admirable. <laughs> You know what? We have hit some wacky ass movies, guys. That I mean, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and a little Bad Santa action. There's been some. There's some doozies in there. There's too expect. much. Too much people spending time talking about Arbor Day, and so yeah, honestly, we, felt we really needed to direct the conversation <laughs> back to Christmas. So you're it's gonna have to take that out in the sitch. edit. Uh, the environmentalists are gonna come for him. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Bring, bring oh, your gosh. fucking tree saplings. You can. <laughs> don't worry. Bring your saplings. All your saplings. Bring all your saplings. You guys, I am ever so curious. Do you guys have a favorite horror movie? Mm, I'm going to tell you mine. A... Oh. Witchboard scared the shit out of me when I was in Ooh. middle school. I was ah. super upset about it for a long time. And Ouija boards were like my jam for like two years. It's a very good episode on that that we have. I think mine is probably like the first horror movie I genuinely enjoyed in high school, which is The Conjuring. Just the first Conjuring is so good. I think I'd have to pick between two for very different reasons. One is Midsommar. And I have a very interesting relationship so with Midsommar because I think it's a one of the greatest movies ever made. But I also like there's this like meme on Twitter going around about like a comfort movie. And like legitimately, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm like sad or stressed. I'm gonna go watch Midsommar, and it makes me feel better. It's such a even nice it's... laid back film. <laughs> you may not need to go beyond vanilla sex at this point in order to go to McKamey <laughs> Manor, Adam. You, you, you Adam may be needs ready. to never have sex ever again. <laughs> for my just visceral enjoyment of Midsommar. But that, and then for an entirely different reason, the second Nightmare on Elm Street movie, because it's like, when we talk about, we we have a big, like, special episode on, like, queer representation in horror and the relationship between horror and the queer community. It was our Pride special. That movie is such a huge, like, touchstone for the queer community because i remember sitting down and watching because people were like oh you have to watch the second nightmare on elm street movie it's the gay one it's the gay one and i was like okay i was ready for like a slightly like queer coded character or like a couple of one-off things when i sat down and watched it and oh oh no it is like outwardly excellently amazingly queer and i i love watching it it is I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. It is absolutely bonkers. Um, it's just as campy as awesome as the the first movie. It is so good. If you love Midsommar, I have to know, did you guys watch The Third Day? With Jude no, Law? I haven't seen I've that one. Ooh. I do love some Jude Law, though. You should check that one out. We did that one. We covered it. And we interviewed... What was his name? Help me, Mike. I'll think of it. Nigel. Nigel. Yeah. Oh, okay, for so the sound. No, no. Sound. I was thinking of the guy who did, uh, who played uh, uh, Mamar. 
But I'm thinking of, yeah, Nigel, who did all the sound, because you guys know in a horror movie, sound is like everything. He did this brilliant job with sound. They figured out like taking crickets and slowing them down actually sounded like human voices singing. (sighs) And yeah, it's really amazing. And Nigel's the type of guy that like, if you guys want to say like, hey, Pod Clubhouse, could you like ask Nigel if we could talk to him? We would be happy to pass on his info because he is the kind of guy who is amazing and would explain like everything of how he gets those sounds and how it makes your like skin, you know, creep. It's like so, oh. you guys should check it out. HBO Max. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I literally so, so, just so like good. put it into like a, a one of the uh, sticky note things on my computer. <laughs> I want to hear it. back too. If you guys like it, I want you to tell us because I mean, it's one of those, you know, it's you're like, what is happening here? But like, I, you know. And, and as art student uh, guys, you will appreciate they did a 12 hour yeah. like live show, essentially. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. in between like we so watched did... it live we broke it up yeah. amongst us and yeah. so like i was i had like, like four the, hour shifts yeah. i had like the 3 a.m shift and i'm like all alone in the dark and i was like i can't do this much longer <laughs> <laughs> but it was all live like because it was during wow. covid and they put everyone on the island um that's off of actually like mainland um britain and it was just this tiny little island and OC. they it was the island yeah of OC. OC. yeah and they wow. just the camera just follows them for 12 hours like jude law just does it live yeah just oh did that. they have like yeah. live they yeah. the cast dinner happened. is like live on like yeah. the thing on like it's part of the, the screen and stuff episode. yeah, yeah it's it was really really, really neat super interesting as, so. as an Shit. as an art experiment as an art installation mm-hmm. it was uh, yeah. it was pretty and amazing. i'm now looking at the wikipedia page and seeing that florence welch is in it yes. and like yes. i was already sold but yes. now i'm like <laughs> super sold yeah. well and it's and she's live like it happens oh live oh like, yeah she participates just starts like being messing with the people like it's really wild yes. so yeah it's good y'all enjoy the dog days are over is used in the very first episode but then there's yeah. like she's not actually in the show but she then shows up she shows for up part live. of this 12 hour live the extravaganza same. kind of thing so yeah. it's pretty wild oh, yeah. it was supposed to be a live festival it was supposed to be like, a, like almost COVID, like a rave kind of like thing on the island they were going to have people come in and like invite like let people yeah. come in from the public and like be a regular part public of and the then interact episode. yeah and then being like an interactive thing of the cast with the random public people they came across but then with covid so it was just the cast members which i think worked in a way because it was eerier because it mm-hmm. felt so deserted and it was rainy that day like the weather was horrible the camera kept getting like mud and splatter and stuff on it, and oh, they had to keep like so wiping cool. the lens like because it was live and you know they had one camera following all the action kind of thing yeah it was pretty wild it was it was a it was a fun 12-hour experience so. <laughs> it was oh, wild. this looks awesome definitely we'll be checking <laughs> this out. i'm super excited i want to hear what you guys think about it and and yeah, yeah. Totally. And here's the thing, before we even get into the rest of your stuff, I'm going to say it now, because we're connecting, guys. So at Pod Clubhouse, we mix and match hosts from different podcasts. Oh, That's like shit. Our this is early. Oh, I know. She, I'm, I'm she offering. Look at me. Wow. I'm offering it. I'm showing a little ankle. Like, She's just giving deal. you some rough spun robe here. <laughs> <laughs> here's Please the deal, because slowly. if you guys can deal with stuff like the third day, that's the kind of stuff we like to talk about, too. So um, we'd love to invite you guys over to the clubhouse. And anytime when we have stuff, we just throw it out to our collaborators, those who say, yes, we want to be involved. And, you know, any old time you want to jump on a, a, a podcast with us and we mix and match. So you could be on with like Book of Lies. You could be on with Infectious Groove. Like we mix and match hosts from different places so that you get like all different voices and different ideas so hopefully you guys want to come by the clubhouse hang out with us oh yeah. for sure 
so talk to us about what's next for the great American Scream. Go in. Uh, let's talk about your Patreon. When do episodes come out on the Patreon? When do they come out on the regular feed? Do you have any big series coming up that we should be aware of? What What's on the horizon? Um, yeah, so our Patreon is live at, uh, it's just slash Great Scream Pod. It's the same as our Twitter. That actually gives you access to episodes just a day early. They post at noon on Mondays for patrons and then at around 9.30 a.m. Uh, for everybody else. We also have like Patreon exclusive polls that helps us uh, talk about new episode ideas. And we've also been streaming scary video games on twitch as like a patreon tie-in for that kind of stuff um so like devin said we have new episodes that come out every tuesday we're pretty much weekly occasionally we'll take a week off for whatever but uh we pretty much uh post new episodes weekly hopefully in the future now that um uh, you know we're starting to see some like live events and stuff um opening back up we're hoping that we're going to be able to actually head to some places and do some like coverage of some stuff from those places we're hoping to get to go to halloween horror nights this year you know as long as things thankfully continue to trend like upwards as far as safety goes so we're hoping to head over there and be able to like kind of give like some actual coverage of the event from our own experiences rather than just from research uh because i love uh halloween horror nights and also to make devin go through a haunted house yeah that's hopefully <laughs> in the future but we're really looking to do some like hands-on uh in-person coverage of some stuff so uh, hopefully that, be on like, looking live for that. stream please like live stream the haunted oh, house oh yeah with devin. there's some there's some great ones on long island and stuff too. when i okay like, you guys like i i the last time i was in a haunted house this is how like totally lost my shit we were with no one else it was just myself and like one other friend we're going through and the woman ahead of me started to slow down and i got scared you guys i lifted up the back of her shirt and put my head inside of it <laughs> like Listen, hid my face wait, against your, her of back your friends? Of your no friends. a total stranger woman? just rando i was like i just was so scared i just was like hide me <laughs> Everyone is becomes your friend in a haunted house because it's That's like it's, it's becomes a life or death situation. It's yes. like listen, we're in this together. <laughs> we're in this conga line, and it's you and me now. Oh my the- god. We went to one of those woods ones and my son, like the very end, there was a guy with a chainsaw and he runs at you. My son ran all the way to the car. <laughs> I was like, where'd you go? <laughs> The, the first time that I ever went to, to Halloween Horror Nights uh, while I was working in Florida, you get, you know, you get one of those stupid refillable cups at a theme park, um, but it didn't fit my bag. So I had to like strap it onto my backpack while I was going into haunted houses. And so while I was going through and it was my first time like there and really one of my first couple times actually getting to go to a haunted attraction that I would like stuff would scare me and I would swing around and this cup that was attached to my bag became this like nunchuck project. <laughs> projectile weapon that kept like whacking people and scare actors that were next to me and i could oh see the God. couple in front of me getting like visibly annoyed every time i i turned around and they got whacked with this stupid coca-cola freestyle cup uh adam i went through this one that was in an old ta- antique store where they were using a damp mop to like drag it along the top of oh. your head it was what? so fucking i know i was like oh my god i'm so scared yeah, like this is the type of nonsense. That that's the kind of nonsense we want to get into. You yeah, that's the nonsense that's in it. our future. I love that. I want more nonsense for you guys. Seems I feel like, like Russ is it. sitting out there listening, taking notes. I know. I feel like, oh, man. Oh, no. 
Russ McCamey, do not cop to him. Partnership was so freestyle. Mm. Yeah. That was so sincere. You go, oh, like, no. memes went around on Tumblr that would say, like, XYZ, do not interact. And I feel like I need just, like, a like a jacket and on the back of it just has, like, a picture of Russ McCamey. It says, Russ, Russ McCamey, McCamey, do not interact. Eisner. <laughs> and Mike Lesnar. Know, what's, the, what's the opposite of a Stan account? It's like the anti-Stan. That's what you guys yeah. are for us. The Great yeah. American Scream is the anti-Stan for us. Yeah. Account. Uh, where can oh people gosh. find you guys on social media, Facebook? Where are all your handles where they can they can find the Great American Scream and follow you guys and interact with you? We are on Twitter at Great Scream Pod. We're also on Facebook at the Great American Scream. It can be completely honest. We do not use our Facebook a lot, but we are yeah. there. Um, we, we tweet mostly and we're on Instagram too. Same handle, Great Scream Pod. I personally am also on Instagram and Twitter at Adam J. O'Con. Uh, J-O-C-O-N. So I am on Twitter at Devin.USA. It's a long story, so it's just D-E-V-I-N-D-A-U-S-A. I'm also on Instagram at DevinLW, and I'm also on Twitch. I stream at least two days a week, usually three. I'm going through the Kingdom Hearts series right now from the start, and I've never played it before. And man, I saw Mickey Mouse without his shirt on the other day. I was very excited. Oh, that's boy! That, uh, Mickey Mouse that's that. without his shirt on? <laughs> It's a long story. It's I like heard the of winning the Pooh but this keyblade is Mickey's is heavy. Whoa! Mickey's whole thing is that he doesn't wear it. It's just his little red shorts, right? Yeah. Anyway, yes. uh, McDonald split the outfit <laughs> yeah. fifty years ago. He got the pants and he got the shirt, and yeah, that's at Twitch.tv/dlaw d e e l a w. Yeah, so come hang out. Oh boy, come watch us Twitch. Uh, <laughs> Michael Mouse. Sorry, tweak Michael your nipples, kind of sitch. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, my nipples. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, just tweak them. Uh, oh, <laughs> and I don't know where to go from here. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming out and talking with us. Uh, this has been great. You guys are on all of the podcast networks, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Yeah, everywhere. wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Thank you guys so much for having us on. This was an absolute blast. It was so much fun. If you guys are listening, make sure you go check out The Great American Scream, subscribe to their Patreon, toss your boys some bucks, and uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and all of Pod Clubhouse podcasts at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you don't, we're going to send a Russ McKimmy to your house to torture and kill you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. But after they sign a contract. After they yeah. sign a waiver. Get your pen and death ready, people. We're Mike's a lawyer. He can, he can draw it up for you. I'm working on Russ's new waiver. <laughs> <laughs> it involves wet mops on your head now. <laughs> it's a dirty wet mop, y'all. We've got dirty wet mops. We've got Michael Mouse with his shirt off. And we've got Russ and Kane. What more could you want? That's and it. a rough spun rope. <laughs> oh, God. I thought that was from the pre-show. And that just worked its way in. It, in. it was it's from in. the pre-show, but that's brought, how this we works. We brought it right in here. So, were hook, so was Hookers and Blow, but look how we ended yeah, up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Freestyling in my upspun robe. Oh my god! Let's go, monk up. I'm just waiting to get made into like the uh, angels and demons or Da Vinci Code remake. I'm gonna be like one of those self-flagellating priests in their upspun robe. That's that's my jam. Do you (laughs) self-flagellate? I've self-flagellated twice today because I work from home. Would you self-flagellate me? I'd self-flagellate me. That's the that's name of my indie pop uh, record debut. Self-flagellate me. So. Oh my god, y'all. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. 
Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you.